2: fact of the matter is you are about to embark on a transcendent experience that can only be described as psychological nudity this is Stugo and this is stupidity here we go Jim Tony.
3: Billy Mikey I have a question for both of you. Go ahead. All right. Uh, Why do we feel the need to drag the audience through Dan Nitro Clark's first fantasy football season? (laughs) Because he's about to come on again today with Mike Wright from Fantasy Footballers. (laughs) One, how dare you? I'd like to just start
2: with that. He hasn't sent me my steroids yet, Billy. I'm mad at him. I guess that makes (laughs) sense. Yeah. So, I mean... That'll calm you down. We had Nitro on God Bless Football in the offseason to talk to us about... The American Gladiators movie that was on Netflix. And we found out from Nitro that he was going to be participating in fantasy football for the first time. So we promised Nitro, hey, come fantasy football time, we got you covered. We're going to find for you a fantasy expert to help you make your picks. Um, And we found Mike Wright, who was very excited to help us. We didn't know this, but he was a fan of Nitro. So he was all in on this. Uh, And we did it once, headed into the draft. And then we did like a post-draft recap headed into the season, I think after week one. So we found out how Nitro was doing. And then we thought, you know what, let's check in with him mid-season, see how things are going. And then, you know, the holidays came. One thing led to another. So we have them on this week. um, And we were going to have it on God Bless Football. And it was... It was good, and we didn't want to cut a lot of it, and we wanted to give you as much fantasy advice as possible. Don't seem so
3: surprised.
2: Well, it's not that I sound surprised. It's that uh, it's always fun to catch up with Nitro and see how he's doing in fantasy. (laughs) It is. is. Uh, I do somewhat wonder. How do I put this nicely? Mm Mm-hmm. I know where you're going here. If we're exactly wasting you're Mike going. Wright's time a little uh, bit. Let me answer that for you. We are. I mean. Oh, well, it's just. <laughs> here's the thing. Mike Wright uh, has a very successful fantasy football podcast. It's fantasy footballers. Uh, you yes, can check it out. The most successful. Yeah, yeah. The most successful one. Yes. Well, because we haven't launched a fantasy football podcast with Nitro yet, but we can maybe address that in the uh, interview today. Now. Here's the thing. When you have on a fantasy football expert, it usually goes well if you have, like, callers call in and ask for <laughs> fantasy tips. Just boom, 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 rat-a-tat-tat, quick questions, cover almost every position, possible free agent pickups. should PPR, I not PPR. Exactly yeah. right. right. Exactly right. Now, this segment is very specific to Nitro's team. So, <laughs> it's fun for us because we get to hang out with Nitro and Mike right? And if you have Nitro's exact team, it will be very helpful for you. But in the event that you don't, this may not be as helpful as it possibly could be as a segment. All right. Can we have Mike Wright on a week without Nitro so we can get people ready, listeners
3: ready, and do a traditional fantasy football segment for the playoffs, please? Can we do that one time?
0: I'm no. not 100% sure Mike Wright would want that. Yeah. <laughs> get I'm, out I'm, of here. I'm kind
2: of with Mikey. I don't know. I, I, I will tell you this, those two guys, yeah. um, yesterday – after you left the studio, we were still there. We were doing some recordings. It was kind of late in the afternoon, and I was recording Mystery Crate, and I was listening in on tests for a phone line. So I think that our dream of having a phone line that we can go to is in the works, and we may be able to do that at some point in time. Oh, so, wow. This is exciting. At some just point in time, time for
0: the season to end, huh? <laughs> yeah. It'll be ready
2: by, like, May. Maybe we could do a recap of the draft, who everybody liked, but just letting you know. things seem NBA different. playoff calls. <laughs> yeah, with Adam Schefter. All right, so let's get to uh, Dan Nitro
3: and Mike Wright. Uh, listen, this is going to not help you, not help your fantasy team, but it will help Nitros. What a weird thing. Let's get to it. Stu Gatz here for my friends over at Miller Lite. A lot's changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. Another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. So, what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. Listen, for me, it's simple. When I'm sitting around with friends, with family, we're at concerts, we're watching the Knicks finally win for the first time in 30 years, we're laughing, we're having a great time, we do it with ice-cold Miller Lite. Always have, always will. Miller Lite keeps it simple, undebatable quality, great taste, only 96 calories. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com. stick
1: Hello, Nitro. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Doing fantastic. I've only texted Mike once since the last time we talked for some advice. So it's been, uh, I've been doing okay.
3: All right. And Mike is Mike Wright, the fantasy footballers on Spotify and Apple. Uh, he is with us. The podcast is doing very well. It makes me wonder why Metal hasn't come up with a fantasy football podcast yet. I'm on it, though. All right. I'm mm. on it. Good Mike, luck. I'm on it. Okay. Good luck. <laughs> you don't want the competition, do you? <laughs> oh, I'm, hey, many have, many have tried. Many have failed. Wow.
1: Wow, that's wow. a confident guy there.
3: Yes, <laughs> he is. Oh, well, so are you, Nitro. I mean, it takes oh, one oh, to know oh, one. Or maybe,
1: yeah, maybe, Stu. he's just saying, if you want to acquire me, it's going to be expensive. Mm. That's probably <laughs> that's, the play right there. <laughs>
3: he's negotiating,
1: right?
2: Mike, has anyone ever tried to come after your fantasy football crown with an American Gladiator, though? Because if we have Nitro's fantasy football podcast, I feel like you might be in trouble.
0: If there is a fight involved like a physical fight yeah I'm probably going to lose. But mm. <laughs> But other than that we're we're doing okay. I love the idea of Nitro starting a fantasy
3: football podcast and destroying <laughs> Mike Wright. <laughs>
1: you have to wear spandex to get in.
3: <laughs> What's that hat you're wearing Nitro? Where are my steroids?
1: I mean <laughs> uh, Okay, well the steroids are in my body. <laughs> right. <laughs> So you want to get some, draw my blood. Uh, Number two, (laughs) this hat is the San Jose State Spartans. Uh, My buddy and I, I'm in Los Angeles and my college roommate who I played football with at San Jose State, Bill Lehman. We drove from Los Angeles early Saturday morning to Vegas to see my San Jose State Spartans take on the UNLV Rebels in the fabulous Raiders Allegiant Stadium. So I'm wearing this hat in protest, Stu. Oh, okay. All right. I like that. You're supposed to ask, what is the protest? About? Yeah, I was
3: curious. I-, I figured Nitro, I mean, I never have to ask. I-, I figured you would take us there yourself, because that's what you do. You're Dan Nitro Clark. So, I mean, <laughs> so, go ahead. What's the protest about? What are you protesting? I'm sorry. So,
1: I'm protesting that the San Jose Spartans did not get invited to the Mountain West Championship game. Mm. They went and beat UNLV handedly, right? Um, and they ended up with 5-2 and two in conference. UNLV ended up 5-2 and two in conference, and Boise ended up 5-2 two in conference Boise beat San Jose by a touchdown we just beat UNLV but for the championship conference game they decided to go Boise UNLV and not ask San Jose State to come so for Brent Brent Brennan the head coach good man who's turned the program around there I am protesting today
3: Mm mm-hmm um, I like it, Nitro. I like that you're protesting this. You care about you care about San Jose State. Go ahead, Billy, yeah. I'm sorry.
2: How'd you feel about Wyatt Eckler winning the Mountain West Defensive Player of the Week this week?
1: <laughs> you know, I uh I don't have many feelings about that. Oh <laughs> I don't have many feelings about that, Billy. That
2: was a jackass question. I just kidding. We're talking about the Mountain West. When yeah, but Rome, now you put him you know in a spot where he doesn't know who Wyatt Eckler is. Like it's Austin right. Eckler's brother. Yes. I know he doesn't okay. know that. <laughs> and
3: well, the now, only reason on. you know that is because Austin just told us. Well,
2: hold on. Now let's go full circle. Mike Wright, how are we feeling about Wyatt Eckler? And, you know, not this season, but next season when he enters the NFL? What do we think?
0: Bro, I'm not. He's, I'm he's not a there DB. Yet. <laughs> Uh, no, we, like I don't get into – like I have I am so disconnected from college while pro is going on, but then okay. January hits, and that's January through February is like that's the crash course of who's all coming into the NFL, start ranking guys that way. All right. Uh, Nitro, we'll get to your fantasy team in just a second. But, Mike, the
3: fantasy player this year that you were – that has surprised you the most and the one that has
0: disappointed you the most. Ooh. Uh, let's see the biggest, I'll go with the, the, the disappointment would be the, the hype and the hope that Trevor Lawrence was going to take the step to become royalty. I mean, he's having a good season. It's like Trevor Lawrence is kind of one of the best examples of real life versus fantasy football because real life he's, he's having an excellent season. Like, the Jags are great. They're going to the playoffs and everything. But the touchdowns keep going to uh, to ETN, except for the last couple of weeks. But people were very ready to crown Lawrence as the next elite. Like, he's going to make a Justin Herbert type of elite, be maybe a 40-touchdown guy, and it just does not seem like we're there. And then the biggest surprise, I can't imagine not talking about C.J. Stroud, who is going to break all the rookie records he is shattering the mold really for fantasy. I mean you there's just countless numbers you can rattle off of. Like a rookie quarterback has his chance of supporting a top twenty-four wide receiver option. It's like a five percent chance. There's, that's off the top of my head, but it's it's essentially don't count on wide receivers from a rookie quarterback. Do not count on rookie wide receivers for a rookie quarterback and but but now here we are with Tank Dell and C J Stroud, and it's incredible to watch. And I'm it's it will be very fun for us next year when we're like, don't draft rookie quarterbacks. It's not <laughs> right. a good idea. And everyone's <laughs> going to be like, well, yeah, well look at C J Stroud. Look what look what the outlier did. And you you have to try and rein people in. You're like it's a game of probabilities. And tell them to look at did. Bryce Young. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You you could be the Panthers right now. Cleaning house, firing everybody because it looks like you got the wrong QB. Mike, it's interesting that you bring up like the different
2: lenses that you can view players through. So you can see Trevor Lawrence in reality is having a good season, but fantasy is not having as good a season as you would think. Who are players, I guess, historically that you could view as like a fantasy hall of famer that was just an (laughs) average quarterback or the opposite, like like someone – Blake Bortles also was like he yes. always yep. came in garbage time and would put up huge numbers. When in reality, it's like
0: <laughs> yes, absolutely. Bortles Bortles had a, a season where it was incredible. It was like he turned into a a winner because you could you picked him up right before the fantasy playoffs and he just had this three game run that won people championships. But it's it's guys like Tebow, um, and and run. It, it's really rushing quarterbacks because of how the scoring works. Like. Justin Fields has had more of a down year this year uh, for fantasy than we had hoped for, but you had a stretch right in the middle before he got hurt where – great. I mean, yeah. he was just – I mean, he wasn't winning. <laughs> he wasn't winning football games, but he was destroying for fantasy football. And then Tim Tebow, this is the exact same thing. He Because he runs and the way that it's scored, you just – you, you, you soak up those rushing yards and it's delicious and it's hilarious watching those guys – like outproduce the the truly actually elite passing quarterbacks it's a it's a weird funny game we play
3: uh nitro so just so the audience is up to speed here this is your first season doing fantasy football uh mike helped you with the draft we had you on i think three or four weeks into the season you were dominating your league i'm certain you have questions you're probably headed to the playoffs right now uh but just fill us in here what have you done since we spoke to you last how's the fantasy team
1: Fantasy is, uh, I want to say, first of all, is great for football. I was not watching as much football, much to my wife's happiness. And then I got sucked back into this world. And <laughs> now I'm sucked back to the TV Tuesday night. You know, I'm putting my, my guy in, uh, uh on the waivers and, you know, I'm waking up at 5 a.m. Did I get him? Did I get him? You know, Saturday morning when the guys, people <laughs> dropped clear, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm did, did, did I get him? Did I get him? And, uh, you know, I've now become a, uh, fervent football f- fan and watcher of the product again. I'm watching the Thursday night Thanksgiving games. There's Friday night on Amazon. There's Sunday more. Yeah, it's been um, it's been very. Uh, I think it's great for the game. I think the challenge is that any allegiance you have to a team disappears. You don't yes. care who wins as long as your guy performs. So it's right. been a uh, interesting dynamic. But I forgot how much I love football.
3: Okay, and how's the team doing?
1: The team is doing. You know, I started off as you said, gangbusters, and then I hit that lull because I had Devonte Adams, uh, who just Ridley,
0: yeah,
1: had yeah Ridley, Man. and it's funny I got rid of Ridley three weeks ago, and then all of a sudden he oh, goes he's hot this.
3: now, Nitro. You got to hold on to that guy. I mean,
1: <laughs> well, like just rookie mistakes. I had Dak Prescott as a quarterback, and he oh, was geez. wasn't performing, so I dumped him. You know, I had Burrow. I, I don't know these things, so I dumped them. I think uh, what I would do next year is I would probably draft a high quarterback, maybe in round four or five, because I can see a Josh Allen. I can see a guy like that who's the number one guy on Yahoo being a reliable performer where I always under the, you know, the idea that you streamed quarterbacks a lot of times. And I think right. that's hurt me. But so uh, I'm doing well. I'm eight and four. Oh wow! In her league, I, I've uh, I've got a bunch of base hit guys. I got a bunch of guys who hit singles. I don't have that big stud, you know. I don't have a McCaffrey. I, I don't have a Austin Eckler. Uh, right now, I've got um, I traded for Debo Samuel, which I think will help me in the playoff push, Mike. Right. Well, let's what, have
3: Mike evaluate the trade.
1: What'd you, what'd you trade give up yet? for Debo yeah. Samuel? I don't remember who I gave. I think it was uh, Calvin <laughs> Ridley. Won. I think it was Calvin Ridley.
0: Ooh. Yeah, that I think that's that's fair. I like the the San Francisco schedule coming up is it's all right.
1: Yeah, well I think it looks like they're incorporating DeBo and um uh CMC. There it seems like they're taking a lot of the snaps whether they're, they're producing or not. And I think in the playoffs you go with the dogs, you know. I noticed that, you know, uh the other receiver who's getting a lot of attention. A- how do you see his name? Ayuk? Ayou- IU hasn't been getting as many targets lately, and they've been using Debo a little bit more on the ground. So I wanted to fortify my team for the playoffs. I also made a risky trade, which hasn't paid off yet. I got uh, the Miami guy, uh, Shane, while he okay. was on IR. I gave yep. up Ford, Jerome Ford for him. Right. Which, you know he, share, he shares the snaps, right? So what I wanted to do was fortify my team for the playoffs. I picked up uh, Kyle Murray while he was on IR. Uh, as a possible Damn, nitro well done <laughs> as a possible quarterback so right now uh, my team is Murray at quarterback I have Evans and Samuel as the receivers because Adams has a bye week I've got Montgomery and uh, Robinson as the running backs I've got Hawkinson as my tight end who's crushed for me this year and I think you gave me that tip Mike right but he has no game this week and then I have a Shane uh in the flex, and I have Devontae Adams, Rasheed Rice on the bench, as well nice. as Purdy. And then I have Taysom Hill. And this is a I have a couple questions for you, Mike. I want to get your expertise on. I have Taysom Hill as my backup tight end. And I was thinking about playing him, obviously putting him in for Hawkinson who's on a bye this week. Uh, I think with Mike Thomas being on the IR, he might get some touch more touches, and he's got this pattern where he's great, and then he sucks for a few games, and he's just sucked for two games. So do you put Taysom in for Hawkinson, or do you go to the waiver wire and try to get Jaden Reed or Fryermouth from Pittsburgh? Love it. Oh,
0: Fryermuth. Sure. So, yeah, it's it's not just not just Thomas, too. You have uh, Rashid Shaheed who they've already kind of said he looks like he's going to miss. I think he has a quad injury. And then Olave is in the concussion protocol due to a horrifically thrown pass from Derek Carr where Olave went up and high-pointed it, came down on his head. Uh, So it it should be okay for for Taysom Hill. The other option, if you're just looking in New Orleans, Juwan Johnson saw 20% of the targets this past week. He's he's had a disappointing season mostly because of injury he's more of their the like their actual real tight end where taysom Hills just kind of all over the place But Fryermuth is someone I would pick up uh he gets to play Arizona and not Arizona's been okay against tight ends I mean it, Tyler Higby of course had the two touchdowns this week uh but we're only one game into the offensive change for for Pittsburgh now that Matt Canada's out and it's it's hard to argue with results of 400 plus total yards where the team never hit that mark when Matt Canada was the OC and Muth was featured in the middle of the field where he should. And we know he's a good player, so I'm picking up Muth no matter what because I don't want anybody else to pick him up. Then deciding between him and Taysom Hill for this week that'll that'll be tough. I might I might go Fryermuth, though. If that's the case, but I wouldn't drop Taysom Hill. I would hold on to him
1: for the playoff run. Right. I'm already in the playoffs. So I, my bench only has, we have four players. You clinched
3: there. already. Is that what you're saying? Nitro. You clinched. Yeah, I'm clinched. I'm okay, clinched. Right, so so I'm, that's clinch. why when I got, I think uh, a chance going to be great for you. He might be your home run hitter when he comes back. Yeah. You know, I, I
1: could hope be so. This week. Yeah, well, you know, it's funny how after one week, you know, you want to jump off a bridge if you don't make the right choice. Oh, I had the, worst. the, the guy the I was worst. trading with.
3: It just ha- I started Romeo Dobbs instead of Christian Watson and oh. I have been beating myself <laughs> up thank you the entire Thanksgiving weekend. It's the worst. It's, it's the worst feeling ever. I mean, you just
1: punch yourself in the face for no reason at all <laughs> randomly. <laughs> What's that for? That uh, should
3: be your job, Nitro. Just <laughs> punch people in the face? makes the wrong decision? You're you're there to greet them with a punch in the face, okay? With the
1: jaw stick. I think the jaw <laughs> stick is more appropriate. Uh, uh-huh. So I had the chance to pick up uh, Kyler. Oh, not Kyler. Was his name Kyler from the Rams? Yeah. Williams?
0: Oh, Kyron.
1: Kyron. Kyron Williams or Deshane? They were both on the IR. And then I picked a Shane. My buddy was willing to trade. And I picked a, a Shane instead. And after last week, I was like, oh, my God, did I get the wrong guy? But, you know, Stu, hopefully, Stu, like you're saying, that uh, it comes in. And I think, you know, I've got I've got two decent running backs. I've got Montgomery and I've got uh, Robinson in Atlanta. So he doesn't need to be the superstar. Yeah, I can put him in the flex, right, if I need him. So just to go back, uh, you're saying, Mike Wright, to pick up uh, Friar Muth. That's an interesting name. Yeah. Uh, and so do I drop – I'm not dropping Adams. I'm not uh, – do I drop Rasheed Rice or do I drop Purdy?
0: Hmm. Uh, I think at this point, ooh, that's tough. Because if you're riding with Kyler Murray and Brock Purdy, Brock Purdy has – I'm looking it up right now. The According to our metrics, the fifth best remaining schedule. His next three games are – very positive, but week 16 is Baltimore. You're not going to want to play him then. And then championship week is at Washington, which that is delightful. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, having the small bench is that can be that can be tough making the moves because I don't want to drop any of those players. Mike, I would say if you have Taysom Hill just playing for a week, he's already clinched the playoffs. You know? Right. Yeah. I'm I'm just I'm thinking in in my brain of like the, the deeper benches of like I do not want my opponents going into the playoffs with Friermuth if they ha- actually have figured it out. Like Friermuth's not out of nowhere. I mean, he had a awesome rookie year, and then he's just he's been hurt all year, so he hasn't been able to get anything going.
1: Yeah, well, I, I think on my receiver core with Evans, Samuel, and um, Adams, I, I think I'm okay. I don't think Rashi or Rice.
0: Causes, never going to yes. play on your
3: team. You're not going to start them, so you might as well waive them,
0: right? Right. I, I mean, you're at you're at the in you're at the point where you just you need to have someone you know you can rely on. Should an unfortunate injury pop up, as they have, I've just been destroying the NFL and fantasy this year.
1: So let me let me ask you this question. Since again, this is my first year playing. Just to clarification: you can if you get a guy injured, you can go on the waiver wire and pick up a receiver in the playoffs. Is that correct?
0: Yeah, it, as long as your settings are normal. There are, like, fringe leagues where they, at the playoffs, will lock the waiver wire, but most general leagues, yes. You can, up until championship kickoff, you can pick up players.
1: Okay, that, that makes sense. Yeah, so to, to, final verdict. Do I drop Hint Rice to go take a swing at Friarmouth with Pittsburgh?
0: Uh, this. So this is where you got to go do your homework of look at the – other teams that have clinched or that are you like that's my main competition go see who their tight end is because if it's someone who looks like Muth would be which that's we call him the Muth on our show and it's (laughs) it's really fun because then you say the Muth got Luth it's just it's it's a really good time when he's on your team (laughs) I I just want to say you fantasy
1: guys know how to party
0: Dude, our show is just full of nonsense. Whoa, uh,
1: coming from an American Gladiator. Where do you see Nitro show? Stop me, I mean... Mike Wright is partying. But, he calls him the Muth.
0: But it's <laughs> that's what I would do. Like, look and see if any of your competition will get an upgrade if they pick up Friar Muth, and then I would, uh, then I guess I would drop Rice to pick him up. But it, it's that's a those are borderline calls right there. Real tough.
1: Okay. And then who would you play this week? Would you play a, a quarterback? Would you play Murray at Pitt or would you play uh Purdy at Philly? Hmm.
0: I think I would go with I'd probably go with Purdy. Philadelphia's a now you got a strange real life uh, fantasy team cuz the the Eagles are cruising. They're on their way to the, you know, the buy another playoff run. And yet they are a team that we target with our quarterbacks and, and our wide receivers. because so they just they are giving up tons and tons of points. Uh, I mean like even Sam Howell, I think his best game of the seasons against Philadelphia. So Eileen Purdy and Kyler has we're, we're Arizona boys, so we were really excited for Kyler to come back. He has not got the rust off yet. He he runs, so he's good for he can be good for fantasy football. But I lean going with Purdy, and then you have Brock Purdy and Debo Samuel, which is the uh, the stack that that people like to go for in fantasy football. Just because when you have the quarterback and the pass catcher, your upside is huge. Like if Debo gets two touchdowns, I mean, then you're just you you've won essentially.
1: Well, that's an interesting strategy because I didn't know in fantasy if it, having two to three guys on the same roster was a good yeah. idea. It felt like it would be a bad idea because if one of the guys tanks, then you're you're you know you're or if if the team tanks, then you're definitely losing that week.
0: Yeah, that that is built into it, but it's the when when you're especially like in your playoffs and everything, you have to go for upside because it does like you just you want to swing for as many points as you can, and often stacking is a uh, strategy that people will go to.
1: All right. Good to know. All right. I'm, I'm uh, going to go purdy. I'm taking all your recommendations. I'm going to take a swing at uh, the mooth, the mooth. The yeah, mooth. you got to get Luth. Yes, the moth I'm going to take right. a swing at the moth and put up, uh, you know, look, I, these guys seem pretty smart. In my league, I'm sure someone's going to take a swing. I'm at Matt as well. And if I end up with, uh, you know, having to play Taysom for a week, like Stugat said, then, you know, it is. And again, I don't have to win this week uh, if I don't talk to you before the you know, we should do this again before the playoffs so I can get. the. We'll
3: do it every week. Listen, as long as you go, we'll go. How about that? Okay.
1: Perfect. That makes right, sense.
3: Good. Mike, you get with that? I'm sorry. Hey, I committed um, your time. I, I think... shouldn't have done that. Right. <laughs> no, I'm good.
0: I, I, I should be around the rest of the year. The fantasy
3: footballers on Spotify and Apple, they're the best fantasy football podcast Go in. period, end of discussion until Nitro starts one. Uh, Nitro, do you want to plug anything on the way out, sir?
1: I'm good. I'll be in Kentucky next Monday and Tuesday speaking at the Wheat and Grain Convention. There you go. Very
3: nice about about Talk what? wheat and, and grain. I mean, hey, we're
1: right? We're speaking about the moose. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: you gave
2: Mike right shit a minute ago, and you're going to talk about wheat and grain.
1: Well, no, no. I, I go talk about my experience in American Gladiators. I talk about motivation. I talk about, I, I'm not a speaker who goes and, you know, speaks about the five steps to business. I go and speak more about motivation, uh, have real life conversations, uh, and talk about topics like that. So I speak a lot. And it just All happens right. to be I'm going to Kentucky on uh, Monday and Tuesday. Okay,
3: Mike Wright, anything coming up, playoff special, anything coming up here on the Fantasy Footballers?
0: No, just sticking with with the podcast and then the reminder, like, we're year-round, so, I mean, like, once January hits, it'll be talking about the rookies and free agency and then the draft, and before you know it, then you're in the 2024 season, man. Ah, uh, yeah, it flies by.
3: It really does. Uh, we appreciate. It. Uh, but, uh Mike. By the way, good idea. Billy had a good idea. If you can come up next time we speak to you, your all-time fantasy football team—not necessarily the all-time NFL team—just your all-time fantasy football team. I love that.
0: Okay, I'll yeah, I'll give it some thought.
1: Okay. Well, what you guys are saying, I'll, I'll close with this. You know, makes a lot of sense because. When we first started talking, Mike, I was saying, oh, you know, Kittle, great tight end, San Francisco. And you're like, no, 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 no. Great tight end, but not a great fantasy football player. And because of that, I didn't draft him and I got, you know, Hawk from uh, Minnesota and he's been killing it. So I thank you for that advice.
0: Hey, I mean, it's that's the thing with Kittle is he has these he has games because he's you know, he had what, like three in a row where he's he dominates. But when San Francisco doesn't need him, they don't use him at all. Right. Yep. Well now now go get the muth, okay?
1: Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> Nitro, we love you. We will talk to you. When is your playoff start? In a couple of weeks?
1: Uh, I think the normal. It's Yahoo. So I think I have two more weeks and we get to the playoffs. Okay. So we we'll, and, wow. and is it one versus six? Is that how they normally go? Two versus five, three versus four?
0: Yes. And yeah, unless you have a bye week. You might you you might need to win. You might want to check and make sure that there's bye weeks or not.
1: No, no, I don't need to. I checked. I, I look. I, I spend too many hours on this, Mike. Right? <laughs> L- literally, I spend hours gotcha. just staring okay. at my screen and reading and reading and you know, looking, listening to your podcast and just like way too much time. <laughs> and your, your wife won't want you back. I mean, <laughs> r- exactly, exactly.
3: All right, guys, uh, thank Nitro. you. Man. We love you, dude. Uh, have fun in Kentucky, the bluegrass state. I mean, that's 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 amazing. Send me your blood too, by the way. Okay,
1: it's expensive.
3: <laughs> we will speak to both of you. We appreciate both your time. Thanks, we will speak to you both in two weeks. Okay. All
0: right. See you, boys. Right. See All you, guys. boys. See you, guys.
3: Stu Gatz here for my friends over at Miller Lite. A lot's changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. Weigh everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com stew, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly, Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee,
2: Wisconsin, ninety-six calories per twelve ounces, fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer.